0: If you're into astrology, chances are you probably already know what your star sign is, also known as your sun sign. Extra brownie points if you know your moon sign and your rising sign. But why is astrology so interesting to so many people? And why is it so important to learn? It's important because astrology is a way to help us understand ourselves and others better and on a much deeper level. Astrology corresponds to that second Hermetic principle, the Law of Correspondence. As above, so below. It is the study of the Heaven's influence upon Earth. What happens cosmically on a macro level mirrors what happens down here on a micro-level. In ancient times, before airplanes, before cars, before electricity, the night sky was obviously more visible. And our ancestors began to pay more attention to what was happening above them. Because they were much closer to the world's natural rhythms, they began to notice the connections to mark the seasons and the tides and the best times to sow and harvest. Back then, astrology was considered a science, and this science can be traced back 2000 years to ancient Babylon, or what we now know as modern Iraq. But this knowledge was always kept secret because it gave priests who ministered the lives and deaths of the rulers power. With this secret knowledge, they would claim and would be able to predict the movement of the heavens. To keep people from learning this powerful information, Christianity said that this was the work of the devil, because by anticipating the movement of the heavens, one sought to replace God. Unfortunately, because this science has been made fun of a lot, many today are skeptical about astrology. And it certainly doesn't help that search engines on the internet offer daily horoscopes simply based on your sun sign. It's no wonder most people don't identify with it. They're missing the rest of the planets. And most people fail to take into account that we have free will and that astrology doesn't predict your destiny. It more guides you to help you understand and become more aware of the planet's energy influence and it helps you recognize patterns. Astrology can most certainly be extremely complex, but I'll do my best to give you the basics so that next time that you look at your chart, you might be able to understand it a little better. Alright, so in astrology, there is such a thing called natal chart and this natal chart is composed of your 10 planets the 12 zodiac signs and 12 houses and so the planets tell us what is happening the zodiac signs show us how it is being expressed and the houses show us where it is happening and so when we begin to look at our natal chart It gives us additional insight on ourselves. We become more aligned with the stars. And it helps us better understand ourselves and possibly look into why we react the way that we do in certain situations. As an example, let's look at the moon placement in Capricorn in the fourth house. All right. So the moon deals with emotions and intuition. It tells us how we like to be treated and in turn how we treat other people. It's what can tell us how we best feel safe. Traits of a Capricorn are that they are hardworking. They are focused. They take on responsibility. They're self-sufficient and are known to be somewhat shy and introverted. They are also known to be very organized and serious. The fourth house has to do with the home and the family. And so this is a place where we can retreat and find a sense of belonging. With family, it could be our blood family or it could be the family that we choose to make for ourselves. Okay, so let's put it all together. The planets tell us what is happening. The zodiac signs tell us how it's expressing itself or how it is happening. And the house tells us where in our lives or in what area of our lives it is happening. So if your moon is in Capricorn, then the way you deal with your emotions might mean that you may be a little bit more mature with your emotions. You might be a little bit more reserved with your emotions, meaning others might see you as being very cold. And it's not that. It just might mean that you take a more serious and probably a more logical approach to emotions. It might mean that you feel safe and happy when things are in order and you're in control. And because it's in your fourth house, which again deals with the home and family, it might mean that you feel well when things are well organized in your home. You may find that you live more harmoniously if you have a an established schedule or a routine going on, and because your moon is in your fourth house, it could mean that you feel very close to your family. I know that this information might be a lot to take in, and it can be a little bit overwhelming, but if you take the time to look into your natal chart, I guarantee you, you'll find some answers. You'll also notice that with every zodiac sign, there are positive and negative traits. Let's briefly go over them. So the first sign, of course, is Aries. Aries' positive traits are that they are courageous, they're adventurous, and they love a good challenge, they're optimistic and passionate. Their negative traits are that they can be arrogant, impatient, impulsive, stubborn, and confrontational. With Taurus, their positive traits are that they are generous, they are dependable, they're patient, independent, and persistent. Their negative traits that they can be stubborn, self-indulgent, they can be lazy when they're not motivated, materialistic, and possessive. As for Gemini, their positive traits are that they are adjustable and flexible, they're versatile, enthusiastic, soft-spoken, they're witty, and very humorous. Their negative traits, on the other hand, are that They can lack consistency, so it's hard for them to stay dedicated to just one thing. They can be superficial. They can lack decision-making abilities. They get bored easily, and they're very anxious. Up next, cancer. Their positive traits are that they are creative, spontaneous, faithful, loving and protective, and emotional. Their negative traits are that they are moody. So people born under this sign tend to suffer from mood swings. They can be pessimistic, clingy, and over-emotional. Leo, on the positive side, they can be very kind and very helpful, very energetic, optimistic, and loyal. Their negative traits is that they can be very egotistic, possessive, dominating, and arrogant. Virgo Their positive traits are that they are very observative, they're intelligent, practical, analytical, reliable, and trustworthy. On the negative side, they are overcritical, harsh, conservative, and very judgmental. Libra on the positive side, they're very tactful, they're romantic, they're charming, and they're just. On their negative side, they can be very superficial, detached, meaning sometimes they just pretend to be pleasant, but they don't. Really, they're not really feeling it. They are unreliable, lazy, and indecisive. As for Scorpio. Their positive traits include being focused, brave, balanced, faithful, and intuitive. As for their negative traits, they can be very jealous and even possessive, very secretive, resentful, and manipulative. As for my fellow Sagittarius, their positive traits include being straightforward, intellectual, philosophical, and large-hearted. Their negative traits, on the other hand, include being careless, impatient, inconsistent, and overconfident. Capricorn, their positive traits are that they are practical, ambitious, wise, disciplined, cautious, and patient. As for their negative traits, this includes being pessimistic, stubborn, and shy. Aquarius. Their positive traits include being friendly, humanitarian, intelligent, creative, independent, and loyal. Their negative traits. They are unpredictable, inconsistent, detached, stubborn, and extremist. And last but not least, Pisces. Their positive traits are that they are imaginative, they're kind, they're compassionate, they're very intuitive, they're sensitive, and they're selfless. On the negative side though, they can be escapist, so when things go wrong, it's just not their responsibility. They're idealistic, they're oversensitive, they can be very pessimistic and lazy. All right, so the reason I went through all of those signs and all of those positive and negative traits is because in order to align yourself with those higher realms, you're gonna have to be able to take those negative traits and transmute them into positive opportunities. By being an alchemist yourself, you can transform those negative traits and allow them to be their higher expression. And what I mean by that is for example, Mars in the sign of Aries. So some of us already know that Mars is the planet of aggression, war, passion. And it's at home in Aries. But it will most likely be at a low expression. Because there, it can be very impatient. Maybe, maybe a little too aggressive. And so instead of having a really heated argument... Maybe let's try having a more passionate conversation instead. Okay, so I think I'll leave it at that. Just because it was probably a lot to take in. And to think this was just a very basic understanding of astrology. Because there's a lot more to it. We would still need to incorporate degrees. But if our ancestors... And cultures all over the world, such as the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Chinese, deemed astrology as science, and it is the oldest science on Earth by human beings. How can many people today deny their effect on us? If the moon can affect our ocean tides, what separates us when we are primarily of water? And we, too, are in this Earth. There have even been statistics in crime that show that whenever there's a full moon, crimes are higher in rate. I mean, that's where we get the word lunatic from. It comes from the word luna, which means moon. And lunatic is a word used to describe the clinically insane. And so I guess my question would be... Who told you not to trust in this? Who told you not to believe in this? And why? And for those who say that they don't believe in astrology, I would counter with Have you looked into it? Have you even done a little bit of research on it? Because if not, how can you comment or have an opinion on a topic that You don't know much about. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. Also, follow us on social media on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or if you have any feedback or if there's simply anything else that you just feel like sharing, you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.